0: And that's on period. Network.
1: Okay, it seems like things are retaining a kind of calm around here, but that is no excuse to ease up on our very careful pickup drop-off processes. Please remember that I am not to be waved at, offered tea, or invited to your children's birthday parties. I'm not even sure gathering in such a way is safe right now in a general sense, But it is certainly not in my or your best interest to broadcast that we're on friendly terms, lest the Courier Council become aware. I'm sure I don't have to explain why that's important. Anyway, here's Elaine.
0: listeners, and welcome to another episode of Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul. I'm your host, Elaine Martinez. As this time of year approaches, I started thinking about death in life, death during life, and what happens to the living after our loved ones have passed. Yes, we grieve, and we wonder if those who no longer reside on this earth are indeed in a better place. If so, do they know they are in a better place? We all have our religious beliefs and different ideologies pertaining to death. Do we come back? Or are we born into another parallel universe as a different version of ourselves? Who are we? Truly? As many of you know, my family was killed in the nuclear exchange that happened not so long ago. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, have experienced loss of loved ones as well. We all have different ways of remembering. This week, as I found myself having extra time to explore around the bunker, I stumbled upon an old mole recipe my grandmother had given to my mother, which in turn she showed to me. Yes, dear listeners, in honor of Dia de los Muertos, the day in which we honor our dead, I have dug up my grandmother's traditional mole recipe. And to help me get this dish going this week is my guest, Doña Trini. Is it okay if I come in? Yes, hello, Doña Trina. Come right in. Oh, oh my, are you okay? That was quite an entrance there. You almost knocked down the Ceramic Salt and Pepper Shaker collection. Oh, that's
2: just my hoverboard. It doesn't do so well on dirt, it seems. I do apologize for such a dramatic entrance. Oh, speaking of dramatic, are those peppers I smell?
0: Why, yes, they are.
2: (sighs) Chile Negro, Morita, New Mexico, California. The Guajillo. This can only mean
0: one thing. We must be making mole. Bingo. It is quite a tedious recipe, but well worth the time. Now,
2: do we have all the other ingredients ready? Times being what they are, I don't expect you to have everything, but I do hear that veggies are becoming more available these days. However, I can't seem to track them down.
0: Oh, I have a dear friend who supplies somewhat, um, how shall I put this, illicit vegetables to me. His name is Del. Hmm,
2: and how do you spell your friend's name? D-E-L-L. Did I get that right, Mika?
0: Uh, Don't worry. I'll write it down for you and make a map to his Hubble. He loves getting new customers, especially ones as sweet as you.
2: Thank you so much. Now, where are you in the process of making this wonderful delicacy?
0: Well, so far, I've cut all the peppers in half and taken out all the seeds. As you know, the seeds are what give this dish its spiciness, but we don't want it to be so spicy that we can't enjoy it.
2: (laughs) What's life without a little more spice now and then? (laughs) Now, where are the rest of the ingredients?
0: I'm so glad you asked. Listeners, for the next part of this recipe, we will need one onion five tomatoes a handful of dry parsley seven cloves of garlic half a cup of sesame seeds half a cup of peanuts and last but not least bread bread did you just say bread as in flour
2: yeast baked crispy crusty
0: toasty bread yes that's right bread old bread preferably if you have it I know we have had people go missing due to bread-related activities. Oh, you don't say. But it does add a thickness to what would be a plain old soupy consistency if we didn't have it.
2: That is quite an admirable trait that you take such risk using contraband materials. I remember making mole only once or twice many years ago, and I never would have thought that this simple little ingredient would make... A crime mod of
0: carbohydrates. Indeed. And now that we have all our ingredients cut up, I think we're ready to begin the delicate frying process. First up, the peppers. Folks, for this step, we are using a pair of license plates that I found in the back of the bunker from my grandfather's old station wagon. The plates read salt and pepper. Is that the American hip-hop group formed in New York City
2: in 1985 that sang Push It? Uh, push it! Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> I suppose, but if I had to guess, it probably had more to do with his love of collecting ceramic salt and pepper shakers. But anyway, we have these license plates balanced precariously on my small propane hot plate. I don't recommend this, but frying up these ingredients is something I cannot use my trusty one-quart saucepan for. And Make sure your oil is nice and heated. I was able to bargain off a pair of salt and pepper shakers in the likeness of Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner for half a boot of canola oil. Oh, that's a good deal. I do love a good bargain! So now we take our cut and deseeded peppers and fry them for a few seconds on each side. And to save some time and oil, on one license plate we will be frying the peppers, and on the other we will be frying the onions, tomatoes, plantains, garlic, and bread. Muchacha, what you're frying? You're only supposed to fry at each
2: side for five seconds, and I just counted seven. You shouldn't try to do too much at once.
0: Oh my, I didn't realize you were counting. I didn't realize that I should be counting. Well, it won't happen again. Thank you, Doña Trini, for being so vigilant.
2: Well, we're just going to have to throw everything out and start all over
0: again. Oh, I admire your precision and commitment to the art of mole-making. I suppose this is a good time for an ad from our sponsor. Listeners, keep that grease hot and your body temperature as low as possible as the state is now doing thermal scans more constantly. From the same creators who brought you Bucket, this week's episode is brought to you by BioBucket. Wondering where to go? Well, wonder no more. Are you rushing topside whenever nature calls? Dodging administers and jeopardizing your health in general when last week's leftovers are no longer serving you? Is going number two your number one problem? Then you need BioBucket. BioBucket is the newest bucket by Bucket with a lid especially made to catch, store, and seal in your BMs. Oh, but wait, BioBucket is not just for your BMs. Your old banana notes and other compromising information you want to keep from the state can also be disposed of here. Best of all, BioBucket comes with a subscription to Delivery Man. To join the Delivery Man service, just leave your bucket topside with the words BioBucket scratched into your brand new lid feature of your BioBucket. BioBucket will be returned the following week filled with brand new organic produce that you yourself helped fertilize. Grossed out by BioBucket? Matt Damon probably was too, but it worked in the 2015 Golden Globe winning film The Martian. So, who are we to judge? BioBucket, the down-to-earth solution inspired by the Martian.
2: <coughs> My goodness. Those are some strong peppers. <coughs> wait, wait a second. How come you're not coughing?
0: It is quite an intense aroma these peppers are emanating. Um, I suppose it's because I've been around these peppers all week.
2: <laughs> mm, you must be embrujada.
0: But. Uh, I'm sorry, what?
2: You know, someone must have put a hex on you a spell bewitched, you know.
0: Oh, yes, I, I do remember my grandmother talking about being embrujada, but I don't see what that has to do with frying peppers.
2: There's an old wife's tale that says if you don't cough while frying or preparing hot peppers, you must be
0: bewitched. Huh, I'll have to look into that.
2: I know a guy who knows a guy. I can put you in touch.
0: Thanks? Let's throw all the vegetables into the blender along with the veg stock. Oh, do you mind going over to the corner behind the hand crank and grabbing the rain boot where I keep the veg stock? Of
2: course not. Oh,
0: which boot, Mika? The one with the
2: sunflowers or the turquoise paisley pattern?
0: The paisley. Before we blend it all together, we will finish frying up the sesame seeds and peanuts. These would normally take a few minutes, but since the license plate is quite thin, a few seconds should do the trick. We don't want to burn anything as the overall flavor could turn out to have a bitter taste. In goes the veg stock. Uh, Doña Trini, do you mind giving the old crank a couple of turns? We want to make sure the blender lasts for as long as it takes to liquefy all the ingredients. No problem, I'm on it. Whoa, there, Doña Trini. Easy on the cranking. Uh, this blender is uh, liquefying at light speed. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Sometimes I don't know my own strength. <laughs> Let's remove this extremely hot license plate and replace it with our trusty one-quart saucepan. <laughs> Now, folks, it is crucial that we keep the pot stirring in this case. We don't want the mole to stick and burn. Oh, we almost forgot the chocolate. We add this to take away some of the spiciness and add a little sweetness for contrast.
2: Let me take over the steering for a bit while you grate that small block of Mexican chocolate. And you can tell me all about how this underground ecosystem works. You know, like names, aliases. Occupations, political alignments, access to flour, tendencies to bake, just plain old regular
0: everyday chit-chat. Doña Trini, if I didn't know any better, I would think that you're looking to uh, recon some collateral information that the state might find useful. But I'm wrong, right? What?
2: Me? Mika? I could be your abuelita. Would your abuelita do something so underhanded and sneaky? Well, no, but... I would never do that to any of my grandchildren, and I had six of them. How could you accuse a grandmother of six dead grandchildren of such an act of betrayal? They would love to taste this bread you put into the mole. I can hear my youngest Sarita saying, Miss Elaine, where did you get this yummy bread from? Is this pan de
0: muerto? (sighs) I do love a good pan de muerto. I remember my grandparents would make an altar every year, and when I was old enough, they would put me in charge of arranging the bread on the altar. At first, I wasn't sure why we did this, but as I got older, my grandparents explained that this is how we honor our ancestors, by placing some of their favorite foods out for them as they continue their journey in the afterlife. I know now that this is more for the living than the dead, as we humans need rituals and traditions to help comfort us after a loss, and boy have we lost a lot lately. I am so sorry to hear about your grandchildren, who I'm sure are very real and not made up to try and take advantage of people just trying to stay alive.
2: Too much,
0: huh? Damn.
2: You would think dead grandchildren are an all-axis pass.
0: Look, you're not the first person to use dead grandchildren to try and get to me. I really don't want any trouble here. I know the state sent you... Can I ask, what are they uh, offering you? Okay, fine.
2: Times are tough. I don't have to remind you. The state agreed to give me a new hoverboard, a generator for my RV. Best of all, I have a no kill car designed by Captain Krause himself. Oh,
0: impressive indeed.
2: Are you angry at me?
0: No, I get it. We all need to survive to the best of our ability, but I also believe we can do that by sticking together while trying to stick it to the state. Yeah, sure, we don't know how much time we have left, with all the toxic ash still falling from the sky, however, I believe we should fight the forces till the end, not become an accomplice to them. Our life, what's left of it is still worth living. I'm sorry.
2: Well. I know this mole is traditionally paired with bread and I happen to have a fresh baguette, another perk of being a snitch for the state.
0: (laughs) Bread is the perk to turning in bread makers. Why doesn't that surprise me? Well, Antonia Trini, based on your current alliance with the state, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, but let's share a bite of this and form our own alliance. Let's plate or mug this mole and sop up some of this spicy, comforting dish.
2: Alliance? Fine. What do you want?
0: Well, I typically keep half of the dish for myself, but I am willing to give you the rest of the mole for you to take and finish cooking. It should last you a couple of weeks. In return, I ask that you say nothing to the state about what happened here today. You know, all the bread business. That sounds doable.
2: Thank you, Elaine. You are one of the good ones. The state really knows where to get you. (laughs) Writing a damn hoverboard is the only thing that really makes me feel alive. I was never this daring in my younger years. And now...
0: I want to live it up. To living it up. See, I would ask you to stick around, but you have been here for quite a while and I'm sure you would not want to arouse any suspicion with the state. Please take care out there. Hover safely. Thank you. Hmm. This mole is not quite like I remember it, but it is still delicious. It does pack quite the punch. Perhaps a bit more chocolate should have been added to subdue the motley mixture of chili peppers. I'm sure the ancestors would have liked it just the same. Listeners, life truly is short, especially these days. Donatrini reminds us all that we must do what we can to survive, but we must also be kind to one another. There is always another way. It may not be the easiest, but siding with the state is never an option, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, death is looming at every corner or crevice, and sometimes even right above us, especially now for most of us underground. Cherish these little moments you have with your loved ones that remain, and remember those that have moved on in any special way you like. This year, I'll be setting a mug of what's left of this mollet next to the salt and pepper shaker collection that my grandparents left behind. Keep on surviving, dear listeners, and my hope is that one day, maybe not that soon, but one day nonetheless, we will be thriving once again. This has been Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul. I'm Elaine Martinez, not crying, hugging you. Good night. This episode was written and directed by Rosa Delgado. The role of Elaine was voiced and developed by Rosa Delgado. The role of Doña Trini was voiced by Lucy Serrano. The Courier was voiced by Rachel Wong. Elaine's Cooking for the Soul is brought to you by The Period Podcast Network. Music by Uriavi. Logo design by Stig Green.
1: I know I wasn't exactly warm and fuzzy up top, but... I hope you know I'm only doing what's necessary. As long as there are messages to carry around this underground series of bunkers and hovels, I'm your courier. Keep staying put. We'll find you next week.
0: What I'm about to tell you didn't really happen, okay? I mean, I... None of this could have happened. My girlfriend, uh, my ex girlfriend went missing. He can't. And I went to find her. He can't. And then everything kind of. Well. You'll see. Lara, don't. Come on, I just. It's a bad place, Lara. Until now, I didn't think we had any secrets. We have to get out of here. They call him death. But he is so much more. She's fine, okay? Everything is fine. nothing's here. Believer, Season 1. First episode, March 3rd. Subscribe now, wherever you find podcasts.